0: Hi, my name is Yemi, and I'm here with my co-host, Philia. Hey, guys. And welcome to Treading Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to taking a deep dive into open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations surrounding our everyday life, our relationships, and our faith walk with Christ. So, Philia, what are we getting into
1: today? Well, we are giving all of you a season pass to miracles where we closely examine the miracles of Jesus Christ and we apply it to the modern day life. Miracles are inexplicable events that cannot be explained through scientific means but in the faith world we attribute these events to the Lord. Today we are covering the miracle of healing a woman unable to stand upright. This miracle will be taken from the book of Luke chapter 13 verses 10 to 17. I'll be reading the ESV version but feel free to use any version of your choice. And it begins, now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a disabling spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, woman, you are freed from your disability. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and she glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, there are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, you hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. As he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. Amen. Amen. I love this miracle. <laughs> I love all the miracles, actually. But this particular miracle is interesting because here this woman. Had this condition where she was hunched over, you know. Today, I guess we will call it osteoporosis or something like that, or sclerosis or something like an extreme curvi- curvature of, of the spine. But here in the Bible, it says that a demon had taken over her and had caused that 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 disfigurement, I would say, or disability in her. And Jesus literally laid his hands on her. Now the problem with this is that again, the Pharisees. Who believed in this old tradition said that what Jesus did was a crime because he performed this miracle on the Sabbath day, and Jesus is exclaiming and pissed at them, saying, "Here you untie your ox and donkeys to go lead them to water on the Sabbath, which is still work, but yet still this woman who is human is 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 tied to this demon to this sickness, to this illness." And you don't think that she's worthy enough to be healed on the day in the same way that you will you will take your donkeys and ox to basically give, you know, uh, satisfy and quench their thirst. Like, how is it that you see this as a sinning? It's a hypocrisy because you're taking these traditions and twisting them to fit your obscene rules and this is why Jesus was was not happy with them and co- consistently has to defend defend who he is and defend what he does
0: i mean yeah i think when jesus called them hypocrites he 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 said that from his soul <laughs> he, he said that he said that from the gut like <laughs> it's like you have more compassion for your ox and donkey more than you have for this woman right. and and when Jesus is in the synagogue, he sees the woman and he says to her immediately, come here. Right. Right? It's almost as if Jesus cannot see those suffering around him and not and say, nothing. I will heal you. I will make you whole. I will free you. And I think that's a very, very important uh, message to us who are seeking healing and who are seeking a, a, a touch, some kind of area in our life where we want Jesus to or we want God to intervene. We need to seek him out because if we're in the presence of the Lord, whatever is not right, he will make whole. He's not going to leave us bound and chained to any infirmity. He's not going to leave us in poverty. He's not going to leave, leave us in a way that, that makes us, that ails us. He loves us. He has compassion. And I think that was his message. And, 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 it's so interesting to me that the after this happened, the Pharisee was like, you can come here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Give <laughs> them a schedule. Every single other day but today <laughs> for healing. And it makes me think that did these people actually show up for healing? Mm-hmm. Did Were they there because they knew Jesus was going to be there? I mean, by now, the news had spread that this was a man named Jesus who was healing. And people were being freed from Whatever demonic spirits they may have had, whatever a sickness he can, he can free you from the death, from the grips of death. He can make the blind see the mute speak. People were there. And the Pharisees probably like, you are upstaging me. So why don't you do this any other day? But not today. Today's my day. Today's the day that I lay the rules. And Jesus is like, I didn't I didn't come here for rules. I came here to free everyone. From the things that bound them, because I come to give love and compassion. And there's no rules to love and compassion. Those are, are man-made. <laughs> so, I mean, so. I mean, love and compassion right. is not mm-hmm. necessarily man-made. Mm-hmm. I think if there's rules on them, that's mm-hmm. man-made. Right. But the rules itself, right? yeah. That's but I, mean. I feel mm-hmm. like love and compassion is something that defies, Correct. right? Like right. it's something in this world that we seek. That can be an exception to the rule.
1: Um, I I agree with you. I love when you said that we seek for it to be the exception to the rule because you're right. Jesus always had compassion on the crowd and it, in spite of these rules, in spite of being in front of the Pharisees, knowing that he was going to be ridiculed, he still called this woman over. And it, it just makes me feel that it doesn't matter. He breaks all rules. There is no rule. You know, because he's the one that governs all rules. And even in sickness and in health and any adversary, he is going to be the one to heal you. He's going to be the one that is the ultimate blessing and have ultimate mercy on you. And what I love about this is that he put these Pharisees to shame, no matter how much they try to ridicule him and try to entrap him with his with, with their rules. He basically says, I don't understand. You do the same thing on every Sabbath day. You go and you untie your animals. Now this is your sister, uh, uh, um, a daughter of Abraham. And yet still you don't think there should be compassion to do the same for her. I can't follow that. I am here for a reason. I am here to bring light to this world. I'm here to bring light to darkness. And what you guys are doing you're you're this is darkness because it's like you're not renewing your mind in any form or fashion. And I'm here for the new. And this time and time again shows that he's defying all of these old traditions and making everything anew.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's setting up a new kingdom, right? The kingdom come The, the God's kingdom exists, but for it to come here, it's new for for us. And it's new at this time. So the rules of the kingdom are something that maybe wasn't really understood. And we know that Jesus spoke in parables and often said things that people were like, oh, I don't really know what that means. But, you know, it's funny because Jesus was always like, if you got ears, then you hear. And it's <laughs> like he you wanted see? you to reach a spiritual enlightenment. Correct. He wasn't going to make it obvious for you. But if it was to be obvious for you, it's because you had faith. And he always applauded those who had faith. And speaking of the rules and traditions, I kind of feel like as institutions of religion always have rules, right? Any institution you enter has rules. You go to school, your household, things have rules. But I don't want to say Jesus doesn't respect those rules. I think he's saying there's something more to it than That's upholding true. your traditions and rules. Yes, it may work for you at a at a certain time. It may keep order. It may mean something. but there are times where you have to break the rules to show compassion, to show love, to show kindness, to free someone right and i and I love that as the biggest takeaway because the Um, don't work on the Sabbath, you know, was in the 10 commandments, but there were all these other rules that the the Hebrew people at the time attached to it. So there are specific things you can and cannot do. And one of the things you could do was allow your animals, your farm animals to have water, right? To not do that you would think is inhumane. But life like like <laughs> being stricken this woman was 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 bet I think it said for 18, 18 years.
1: years yes mm-hmm.
0: this Pharisee was like that can wait till tomorrow it's not in the rule book right for today that Come can wait 8 to
1: 4 close of business you know it yeah. was like
0: <laughs> it's like you go to the bank right like you have to deposit this money right. that night because it's going to come out right. the next day right. and you don't want to overdraft or whatever the reason like you need to get into the bank maybe you need that that um that check you need that money order because you're about to close on your house right. and you're like I, whatever the situation is that you need and someone's like no, come back tomorrow <laughs> between the hours. You're like, no, this is, this is what I need. We all want someone to show us that compassion. that compassion. right? But as much as we want people to show us that compassion, there's also a responsibility for us to show the compassion right. to others. Right. So instead of us thinking, well, you know, catch me tomorrow or right. when someone, our brothers and sisters need us, We can show the compassion because this is part of what Jesus did. Like when you say you want to walk and talk like like Jesus, Mm -hmm. you want to walk in the steps of Jesus, you want him to be a living example for your life so that you can follow him. This is what he's talking about. Right. Now I'm
1: not gonna say okay, bump the rules. That's not the word I was thinking (laughs) about, but like bump
0: the rules, right? But there's always room for compassion.
1: I like that. I like that. Um, it actually says that these biblical rules were for keeping the Sabbath are given in Exodus 20 verses 9 to 10 and also in Deuteronomy 5 verses 12 to 14. But these basically say that no work is to be done on the Sabbath and that is intended for a day of rest, even for animals and for what they say, foreigners residing in Israelite towns. This is the definition they give, right? But the Sabbath was created for man, not man created for Sabbath. It was created to rest, but Jesus chose not to. He was like, it's okay. I can show compassion. I can do healing. And yes, it's a day to rest, but if I choose not to rest, it's not a sin. Right. You know, and these rules are created to maybe, I would say, kind of give society some guidelines, I'm saying, you know, but it's not supposed to be like, you know, if it's done, then everything else is forbidden. And I think that's what Jesus is basically saying. So, not necessarily bump the rules like you're saying. But saying it can be bent in certain things because it's not a, I guess, a commandment that's going to cause you to die and be sin, you know, and sin and go to hell. However, in this case, I am made anew, and this is my my father has commanded me to be ruler of all. And this is what I'm here for, and this is what I'm choosing to do. And this is kind of the way I saw his, his, his purpose. This is what his intent was to try to show the Pharisees to have compassion. Yeah, I
0: I mean, I think Jesus leads with love and compassion. Mm -hmm. He is there to preach his father's word and show people the light and have them redeemed because God so loved the world that he gave his only son, right? There's no way that we could have everlasting life if it wasn't for Jesus. And while Jesus walked the earth, there's no way he's going to see you be sick and not do anything to help you. If you ask, he will do it. If you touch him, he will do it. If he sees you, he will do it. He's a walking embodiment of love. So maybe break the rules, but not break the rules. Bend the (laughs) rules, but don't bend the rules. But maybe rethink what the rules are intended for. Correct. Right? If the intent is to have rest so that you're not a workhorse, it doesn't mean that showing kindness and love, you can't have rest in that.
1: Good rest for your soul. Good rest for the soul, yes, yes. <laughs> recipe for the soul. A good
0: recipe for Yes, the
1: soul. I love that. Yes, yes, that's great. And you know, and one thing that we all do and we learn it from our parents and our grandparents, but sometimes people put traditions in religion and then they act like that's the religion when it's really just traditions that have been passed down. So we have to look at the word for what it is and that's why it's important to read the word, understand the word, listen to the word, and and ingest, digest the word. Because when we have man-made traditions and, you know, things that were passed down, they, they, they interfere, you know, and make the rules murky a little bit, especially when you're not well informed. Mm -hmm. And here, and I think that's the reason why Jesus, you know, called out his opponents when it came to this, calling them hypocrites, because at the end of the day, these were rabbinic traditions that were handed down verbally from generations to generations. And they weren't written. They weren't really um, recorded in the old Testament. And I think that's the reason why, you know, in his, in his heart and mind, it was like compassion and love. You can still rest, but still show compassion and love because one does not have to um, supersede the other. Right. You know,
0: right. Right. Showing kindness and love doesn't take away from resting and or the purpose for the rules, because, like you said, affiliate, they're they're meant to guide you. They're not meant to rule over you and change you, at least if it's not changing you for the better. And I think about that in terms of of church. A lot of people have church hurt because there are a lot of rules and ways that people dictate how you should appear for church, what you should do at mm-hmm. church, and and some people just get burned by that. It doesn't coincide with them and. Church is supposed to be a place of love and forgiveness. This is the place where you seek solace. This is this place where you run to to help you become better, not to make you feel small, uh-huh. not to, to, to push you in a way that is uncomfortable
1: mm-hmm.
0: or makes you feel judged. It's a place where we're supposed to feel loved. And, and I think even though this is a miracle, it's a, it's a lesson that gives us insight Into what. Into what Jesus intends for us.
1: Amen. I love this. Yes. Well, I love this miracle and I can't wait to talk about it, you know, in our next discussion. Well, stay
0: tuned for announcements and closing prayer. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today as we discuss the Jesus miracle of healing a woman unable to stand upright. We hope you enjoy the discussion. And before we wrap, we'll have a few announcements and then we would like to close in prayer. First, we would like to announce that we will be back next week with another podcast where we continue to discuss miracles performed by Jesus Christ, specifically where he healed a man with dropsy. We we will be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday live on YouTube next Wednesday, March 22nd at our new time, 8 p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel, Treading Faith. Treading Faith is also our Instagram handle, so follow our IG page to keep current on what's happening with us. Our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, our website, treadingfaith.captivate.fm and where other podcasts are found. You can subscribe and share with friends family, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Lastly, don't forget to add another note this week to your faith box or your faith jar. The faith box, what I'm calling God's God's Good Gifts, is a box or jar where we keep our weekly accomplishments, reminders, testimony, or good news. At the end of the year, we will review the context to remind ourselves and have insight into God's presence in our life year round. Nothing is too big or too small to include. This is something personal and it's totally up to you. Now, let's join together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible because according to Isaiah 55:11, God's word will not come back forward. We also believe that our prayers are strengthened in number, so we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Lord God, our Father, our, our mighty Creator, we give you honor we approach your throne with reverence but boldly come before you to ask that you hear our prayer according to Matthew 18:20 when two or more are gathered in your name you are present we welcome you and we thank you for your presence continuously in our lives father god we learn today that compassion must triumph over rules father You did not come to give us rules, but you came to give us freedom and a way of life, a way of life that shows love for all who are created by God under the sun. Galatians 5.1 says, for freedom, Christ has set us free, and therefore we do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Oh, Father God, allow us to know the difference between rules that are meant to help and guide and protect us and rules that can be broken when compassion trumps the rules. Father God, let us not be strangled under the rule and thumb of order that prevents us from showing love, order from society, order from religion. That doesn't allow us to do God's work freely, lovingly, wholeheartedly. Second Corinthians 3.17 says, now the Lord is spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So Father God, we invite your spirit into our lives, into every situation, so that we can act in accordance with your word, with your way, with your kingdom in mind. And not be bound by earthly rules that prevents us from having this type of freedom. Father, you asked us to be compassionate. But we know sometimes there are constraints we have. General organizational rules that prevents us from giving this compassion. 1 Corinthians 6, 12 says that all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. Father God, help us to focus on the things that are helpful and help us to give us courage and strength to challenge the things that are not helpful, to challenge the things that prevent us from moving forward as Christian, a Christian network, loving, kind human beings. Ephesians 4:32 says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God and Christ forgives you. Let us forget the rules of the street, the eye for the eye. Let us remember that we should be compassionate to those who do us wrong and forgiving to those who do us wrong, because it is your will and way that has commanded us to do so. And that we are set free if we forgive just as our Father has forgiven us. First Peter 3 8 says, commands us to have unity of mind, sympathy, brother, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Let these things triumph over all other things that would suppress our sympathy and brotherly love, our tender heart and humble mind. Let us rule with an moral compass that doesn't allow us to break rules, but allows us to bend rules that doesn't have room for compassion. Let us create new rules that allows compassion to overrule. Finally, Romans 8.1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. So we look to you, Jesus Christ to free us from the bondage and the yoke of slavery, to free us from the rules that would have us not show love and compassion to one another. Because we know that if we follow you, Jesus Christ, and we are filled with the Holy Spirit, and we act in accordance to your moral compass of compassion, there's no condemnation. We thank you for your guidance and we thank you for your rule in our lives and your, your reign. We thank you that you are a God of love and compassion that designs us and creates us to love one another, to see our brothers and sisters in need of help. And this despite what society might say, we can still help because that is your desire. Your word says in Matthew 18, 19, if at least two of us agree on earth about anything we ask for, it will be done by our Father in heaven. So we come into this agreement together when we say amen, 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 and amen. In Jesus Christ's name, we say amen. Thank you all for tuning in today. We love you. Have a blessed week. We can't wait to catch you on the next. Bye.